Yo, this is Leo. You're now listening to Unaccepted Podcast. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm Tony. And I'm Manny. And it's just the two of us. We're back to our regular things today. And uh, we got some great topics and updates for our personal projects and some good news going on today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Manny, why don't you uh, set us up with our first topic? Yeah. So, I mean, like last week, how we mentioned The Last of Us Part 2. Amazing game. I still say overall, lots of people are still going to be hating and everything. But oh, it just, and the hate did come. I know. It just feels like the community just keeps going to new levels. We see it here and there every now and then, but it got to a point where a character named Abby, or as where I call her, She-Hulk. Because <laughs> literally, when she she's like first introduced and shit, I thought she was actually a male Viking character. Like Oh, big yikes. Yeah. Like, big, buff girl. And so... I mean, everybody hated her in the game for certain reasons and how the story was played out with her and everything because she was a main factor in the game. Okay. Uh, For certain reasons of what she did in the game based on what the creator had her do because the creator made the storyline and everything, um, now there's people sending death threats to the voice actor for Abby. Oh, man. Okay, so is it still early for spoilers on what she did for the hate? Uh... I mean, she as in this hypothetical fictional character that doesn't exist but brings upon all this rage. (laughs) She killed Joel. Oh, okay. In the beginning of the game. Oh, okay. They pop it off real early. Yeah. That was the whole revenge story for Ellie. Was this a part of the uh, storyline that you talked about last week where a lot of people were upset? Or is this just kind of caught everybody as they started playing it? It was because of the leak. I mean, people still would have bought the game regardless. Yeah, but this is still correlating back to the leak where everybody was mad about the storyline. Yes. Okay. And then once they finally, some more people started playing the game too, they just didn't enjoy it. And now you have all these people sending death threats and shit to the the voice actor and everything. To the voice actor? Yeah, the voice actor for Abby. (laughs) Uh, Her name is Laura Bailey. And I mean... It's she's just the voice actor. She really doesn't have control of the character. That's what I was gonna say. Why not? Well, I mean, not that they should be doing it to anybody, but I guess wouldn't it make more sense for the writer? Yeah, but like, yeah, like you said, it shouldn't be how it is. Honestly, yeah, it, it it's kind of displeasing with the community how they behave like this. Honestly, yeah, and I mean, I you don't have to look very far to find another case of this where it was pretty huge. Ooh, I, I think know. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I think everybody knows. If you don't, um, if everybody's seen the anime Darling in the Franks. <laughs> I I liked it, and I did not like it. I liked it, but it felt like the ending for me just kind of let me down. No, I mean, with Darling in the Franks, it just kept going up. It kept going up. It was oh. getting better. It was getting better. But the moment they introduced aliens, it just went downhill. Yeah, no, it had a really great buildup. But towards the end is where it kind of just flattened out for me but it was a great anime yeah aliens just killed it almost like a lot of other stuff like the new like the most recent indiana jones movie when they showed aliens at the end i was like what 
It's because it's always aliens, Manny. I, but it's such a letdown when they finally show that it's aliens. <laughs> like, and back to Darling in the Franks, honestly. Yeah, so what, what remind our listeners, or maybe for the listeners that don't know, what brought on the the hate and death threats in Darling in the Franks? It had to do with episode 14, if I remember, when Hito was trying to go after Zero Two as she was taken away by the guards. Ichigo was not having that shit. Yes, and the reason the guards were trying to take her take her away. What was it, honestly? I don't remember. Uh, I believe it was they did a they piloted together and it almost like killed Ichigo. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think they were trying to take her away, kind of more for his safety, kind of thing. But he was already kind of infatuated with her at that point, you know. I mean, it, it later on in the show they revealed that he already has her blood mixed in him anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he's already connected to her regardless. But then you have Ichigo acting like a little bitch, honestly, just like trying to pull him away not to go after and shit. Yeah, slight context for the listener. Uh, Ichigo did have a thing for Hiro. Oh, yeah, she did. A lot. <laughs> and I, I, felt for, I felt bad for the other guy. No, it was like a whole classic love triangle, but uh, it got to the point where what triggered all of our uh, toxic otakus out there <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, Ichigo felt that it was the time to kiss him in order to keep him from going. Yeah. And that just made everybody's heads explode. Good and bad, honestly, I would say no. Uh, you know what? It If it gets that kind of reaction, that means that people were involved in the story enough to be that emotionally invested into it. You know what I mean? But again, don't target the voice actors. No, no. I'm not saying none of that is justified at all. But So for the listeners... The voice actors for Ichigo was targeted with death threats, and another character, I think, too, as well, from Darling the Friends. I am I don't remember that one. I'm not sure. I, I think I remember it was actually two voice actors in general, but the main one was Ichigo. She was targeted with a bunch of death threats and everything. I just remember all the thought memes. <laughs> <laughs> if she breathes, she's a thought. <laughs> no, or the, the meme where... The guy's walking with the chick, and he's turning back and looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's really unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, I I get it that there's always people who maybe are the most stable, or who knows, maybe there's some just with the really dark humor. <laughs> but, again, they all they did was just give the voice. They had no actually control over the character, just the voice. They brought him to life, man. They did. They did. But we still can't blame him for that. No, absolutely not. I mean, it just goes back to The Last of Us Part 2. I mean, I think there was also death threats towards her family and everything, too, not just herself. And all because, honestly, people would have bought this game so much if it wasn't for the leak. So everybody would have found out through playing the actual game, not through the leak. Yeah. Because, again, all these people that are complaining and stuff, they never actually got the chance or gave the chance to actually play the game. Yeah, so, I mean, they would have never even known. No, pretty much. Or who knows, maybe never would have cared. Uh, I mean, I think they should have just played the game on their own just so they can actually basically see from their perspective, not just from a live stream of the leak and everything. Yeah, context. Always yeah. about context. Oh, definitely. I hate it when I get no context on shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is. Just headlines to trigger you, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, congrats on Lauren Bailey, honestly, for just basically just like going through this whole situation that she's going with. Hopefully she stays safe and everything. Shoot, hopefully some extra royalties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, all right, well, that's a little bit of a negative story, throwing back from a previous story. Let's do another throwback with, with some positivity, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> so throwback to another story. We had the K-pop situation where they basically bought out all the seats. Well, not all the seats, but they the, reserved a ton of seats for the uh, Trump rally. For the Trump rally. And uh, unfortunately, listeners, we did fail you, and we totally glossed over a story involving our loved uh, K-pop community. And uh, I guess this was going on around May 31st to June 3rd-ish in that (laughs) time frame. And uh, apparently there was a police app for snitching, basically. On the protesters. Yes, exactly. And they flooded it with videos of... K-pop performances in fan videos, <laughs> <laughs> and it actually shut down the whole app. Oh wow, that was amazing! This was out of um, Dallas, Texas, and yeah, we totally glossed over the story. We had no idea that that even happened, and I just happened to come across an article from the Intercept. I like K-pop fans. I mean, I'm a K-pop fan, honestly too, but I feel like hopefully this doesn't bring an opportunity for other political groups to like co-opt the k-pop fans into their political wars and everything unfortunately they're already trying i know i know um i believe it was the lincoln project yeah they're a um believe a a pack Mm -hmm. that is uh they're republican they're just not for trump Mm -hmm. and i guess they've been trying to reach out and trying to find out how they can get in on some of that grassroots organizing. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't get to that point because the K-pop community is just the K-pop community. Like, I don't think politics should reach out to them, maybe. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll get to that point just because I don't think there's like a set page or community that's, or I should say leadership that's kind of doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's more of a loose-knit thing that they're, hey, this is going on. Let's do this. And everybody just kind of jumps on board. So there's K-pop not really unite. that. Yeah. <laughs> there's not really the same group think necessary mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. You know, yeah. you can't overtake something that doesn't have a group think to I mean, it with. wasn't even organized or planned. It was just like on the spot, I think, no? Yeah, it was literally just on the spot. Somebody posted and said, hey, let's flood it. And then whoever <laughs> agreed just kind of went for it. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure there's different ideologies within the fandom. Oh, dude. Of course, right? With K- anything. K-pop fandom is a different story when it comes to this shit. Yeah. Um, in comparison to like other fandoms, like anime and stuff, K-pop is like, oof. Clarify. See, let's expand on that. <laughs> I mean, they can get pretty obsessed with these car- with these K-pop idols and stuff. Uh, there's the to- uh, now the the term coin stands now that we heard. Okay, def- define stand. Wait, wait. Does it have to do with the Eminem song? Because that's pretty obsessive, right there. Stands, not Stan. Oh, all right. I got excited for a little bit. I thought there was going to be a K-pop Eminem crossover going. Nah. I mean, so Stans, I get it from what I looked into it, because it's a fairly new word for me, even though I'm a K-pop fan, so I never knew about it. I've seen it here and there, but like I never caught my attention to know what it meant. Okay. But after looking it up, it was like aggressively obsessed with K-pop idols. Aggressively obsessed? Yes. Ooh, so it is like Stan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not throwing, you know... Mom's spaghetti. Well, no, I was going to say not. Maybe not throwing (laughs) the lady in the trunk and driving over off a bridge, but you know. (laughs) But yeah, um, and I think one of the biggest K-pop groups that they used for this was uh, BTS, correct? Yes, I think I saw a lot of mentions of BTS. There was somebody, uh, 
I guess there was a quote. They were quoting some K-pop fans. They I don't know where they found them on the interwebs or something, but yes, almost every single one mentioned BTS. <laughs> BTS is a really big group. I mean, they're they're coming out globally more heavily, especially in the U.S. Really, debuts on American like American uh, music awards and all that stuff. Uh, television like Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Kimmel Show, and a bunch of other shows too. What's a uh, BTS stand for? It used to be if oh, damn if I remember it used to be Bang Tang Boys, but now it's uh, Beyond the Stars. If I'm correct, I mean they changed the name. Nobody really liked the name change when they did it. But if I'm correct, now it's called Beyond the Stars. That does sound a lot more whack than the other one. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pretty much. The, na- the name just kills it, honestly. I mean, it goes back to BTS, so nobody really pays attention to it anymore. Okay, I've never really listened to it. I'll pretend like I didn't hear that name change, and, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> sure you will. Uh, we'll see. Just send me your Spotify list. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> just just be ready for it. Oh, no. Because it's very poppy. Very, like, pop music. Pop. Like yeah. bubble pop. Mm. Or are we talking like... Uh, it's a mix. It's a mix. Okay. K-pop is very heavily influenced with American music culture. Okay. So it's it's all a mix with, like, all the genres for American music culture. All right. Well, yeah. Send it to me. We'll check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be moving through these topics a little bit quicker because we have a, a lot of other things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the next one. The next one is so interesting. So BMW is going to be doing subscriptions for their services on your car if you have a BMW. Okay. Define subscriptions. So if you want to have... So I guess from BMW, they have an app on the phone like a mobile app called my bmw right and through a lot of the software in the bmw cars it's all internet based and everything yeah so with the new update that they're going to do on their operating systems it looks like if you want to be using heated seats your amp suspension um your auto adjusting headlights and all that stuff and and apple pay apparently even though that's free (laughs) Apple Pay? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, car. What is it? The Apple uh, Car app or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to keep using those features on your car, you have to pay a subscription. So they're literally bringing the BMW tax to life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I think the update's going to be coming until 2021. Yeah. But it's it's already like catching attention from what i'm seeing honestly well yeah i bet like i mean it's not like a, it's not like those are features that are always free now they're gonna start charging for you you know okay yeah so it's gonna be for the 2021 5 series or something like that i don't know i, I don't pay attention they're, to BMW. they're gonna start adding subscription for your horsepower on the m's now <laughs> so they're not saying what prices they're going to be doing, but we're looking maybe like around 80 bucks just for like the heated seats maybe. Okay. Which yeah, that's that's a bit ridiculous. I mean, you bought the car. It already has this equipment that you're paying for. You know, you're paying for the car. It and has you get an app that's called My BMW. But at what point is it actually your BMW if you fully own the car? Well, it's your BMW if you pay for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pay more for it, I guess. Yeah, so like some of the other features are going to be like driver assistance systems, 
Augmented sports exhaust sounds, adaptive M suspension. The M suspension? Yes. Really? So you could spend the extra money to get an M car performance, but not be able to utilize it unless you pay for that subscription? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's interesting, honestly, because it... I mean, I don't know how it's going to work out, honestly. Well, it's out there. So, I mean, the bad part about it is is that if it works and they profit on it and people are paying for it, it's not going to be far behind until other companies see that and start following suit to make that extra buck, you know? Mm-hmm. But, then, I mean, you know, we're car guys. We hack stuff. We tune things. I wonder, you know, how long would it really last until somebody goes, well... I'm going to go get a tune. Oh, what are you getting? More horsepower? No, I'm getting heated seats. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting thing I learned, actually, after reading this article, is like I met a BMW owner, and I talked to him about it. And he was telling me, I don't know if it was because of the COVID situation, or maybe they're just bringing it you know, brand new into, into the situation. Uh, but apparently, if you want to sell your BMW as a private owner, not through, as a dealership, um, and if it's still fairly new and low mileage, like a manufacturer warranty. Yes. So if you want to transfer over the warranty rights to the new owner, the new owner has to pay an additional five hundred dollar fee, supposedly, just to have the warranty with him. Wow. I mean, for the most part, I've I've gone through cars where like the warranty is already under my name. I never had to think of the idea that I had to pay it, especially through a private seller. Yeah, well, no, I mean, that kind of defeats the definition of a manufacturer warranty. Manufacturer mm-hmm. warranty is usually X amount of miles for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't show a lot of confidence in product if you're going to start, you know, transferring that with another added, added monetary value to it, you know? Yeah. With commercial vehicles, I've seen it where they do they do, do that. Only the original owner of a commercial vehicle or commercial equipment has the warranty after that no one can get the warranty after a second seller or second buyer okay that's interesting it's interesting but like it's to see that on a pedestrian like or like a small commuter car like that yeah no that's uh that's crazy that's that's like i said it's bringing the bmw tax to life Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm kind of interested to see how this is going to play out especially with the subscription the subscription method Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I am very confident it's going to get tuned out and people are going to get it for free. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's even being attempted is really, really crappy because I bet you anything, if they find a tune to get their heated seats, warranty is out. <laughs> oh, yes. So, I mean, how, how crappy would it be where you got to balance your uh, powertrain warranty to tune and get your heated seats? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Are heated seats even worth it, honestly? No, I just think it's just the most uh, the most ridiculous one to attack when you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like people are not happy about it. I guess they actually like their heated seats. I mean, if you're getting a BMW for the luxury aspect of it, yeah, you're going to want the heated seats. You're going to want the adaptive headlights. You're going to want all the little bells and whistles that you're paying the BMW for, you know? And if you want to be a fast boy, you want that M suspension activation. Oh, yeah, that one's going to be bad, dude. I can't believe that one. But, um, yeah, that's that's. I don't think it's going to go far. I don't no. think so. There's no way. I mean, it's like you said, they're probably going to fine-tune how it's going to work out. Like I said, they didn't say much on prices 
But that's what worries people because BMW can be pretty pricey, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where the whole original statement of BMW tax kind of comes from. You pay a little bit more for the brand, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is just a whole other added cost on top of that. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, it could also be uh, maybe manufacturing is cheap enough to where maybe it's cheaper to it kind of install all the options on all the cars. Mm-hmm. But they just still want to make the extra money by selling those options off under subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they couldn't sell the cars with the options here and there. And maybe it just costs too much to not install them on these, but install them on those over there. I think I did hear a rumor that the whole reason they're doing this is because of Tesla as well, because Tesla is doing the same thing similar, I think. Really? Well, Tesla does have the, uh, you know, you pay to unlock a little bit of extra power. Yeah. But again, that's already been kind of taken out by tuners, too. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, I think, what, like Tesla loses money on every car they sell anyway? I am not sure about that. And they did get rated the last on the JD Power, like, award and shit, too, anyway. The yeah, qual- the quality award. So, well, I, I could care less about Tesla. Honestly, my sister loves Tesla. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean JD has kind of already been known historically for kind of taking cash for trophies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that it could also just be that Musk was just like, I ain't paying you nothing. <laughs> well, supposedly they weren't even supposed to be on the list. I mean, it is JD Motors, right? Yeah. There's technically not a traditional motor in there, an electric motor, but. That is true. So, yeah, We'll have to see what happens, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think this will be really interesting. I mean, uh, they, they did release the new M4, the uh, the Bucktooth Beaver. When I look at the picture, when I first saw the M4, does it not look like a, a Pontiac to you? Pontiac. Oh, like a, what is it called? The Solis? Solis? Yes. Oh, my God, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so sad because it looks just like that Pontiac, but like less sporty. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of like tormented my mind after seeing that pop into my brain, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, and now that you see it, I can't like unsee uh, yeah. it. Like it's there now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the listeners are going to have to look it up to watch. Yeah, no, it just looks like an inflated Pontiac. It really does. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think the only biggest difference is that uh, I think the Pontiac's a little bit more uh, pointy, Mm -hmm. and these kind of have the snub nose. Yeah. But again, all the new cars have that snub nose because it distributes the weight. It distributes the weight upon impact a lot better. Yeah. That's why all the new cars are coming out with that ugly snub nose everywhere. But uh, that's what's giving us those giant grills too. Yeah, I know. But yeah, that's well, we'll. Keep an eye on BMW and see how this subscription service works out. Yeah. Because, again, at what point is it my BMW? <laughs> it's never yours. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so our next topic we wanted to come up is uh, something new we're going to start trying to do. And uh, earlier in the week, uh, Manny posted something on uh, the Instagram asking you guys what was your... What was like a popular anime that you could not get into? Yes, popular anime that just kind of blew up really big, but for whatever reason, you just you just couldn't have it. You couldn't watch it. It wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of really great responses from it. So thank you guys for responding. The most was One Piece, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't blame them. Like, One Piece, 
I enjoy One Piece. I read the I've been reading the manga, but I kind of lagged on it for a while now too, so I got to catch up. Oh, you're buried now. I know. So, <laughs> I, I, but it it gets down to the point when am I actually going to make time to do it? Yeah. Well, on that topic, yours was uh, I think you posted yours, right? Yeah, mine was Death Note, and to all the fans and listeners, sorry, not sorry. You better be sorry. <laughs> I just can't get into it, honestly. All right. I, I honestly enjoyed Death Note. I loved it. I mean, I, it got such a big fan base and everything, but especially with all the memes. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I, I just couldn't get into it. Like, if you meme it, they will come. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this boy. But yeah, no, I was a big fan of Death Note. I loved it. I did like that one. I remember my buddy was showing me the the dubbed when he was eating the potato chip and I eat the chip. And I, I was like, I was just laughing at the dub when he was writing that scene and shit. Yeah. I mean, Netflix killed the live action. That was horrid. Uh, American-based companies are always killing live actions for anime-based. Yeah, that was really, really bad. I Yeah, no. Worst it's- one in history was Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> I remember that the one. The unspeakable. I mean, it would have been better if they just did your ASMR Dragon Ball for that. <laughs> I'd be down to sign up for that. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> hey man, Dragon Ball ASMR is like gold though. G- give us give us the preview. Preview. Go ahead. You've been doing it in the microphone. I just keep missing you missing recording it every single time. <laughs> I've been trying to like sneak behind you when you do it messing around to see if I can record it and I'll throw it in the podcast without you knowing. And this is my ultimate form. This is to go beyond further. What? There, there can't be an, another form of Super Saiyan, is there? <laughs> it's it, I, it's been a while, so I don't remember much of the lines or how it goes in order and stuff. But you forgot the Kamehameha. No, it's not. He didn't do that. <laughs> no, it's more like when he starts like yelling when he starts charging up to go oh, Super Saiyan level right, two. All right, all right. Yeah, but oh my god, that shit was funny. Uh, listeners, I do apologize for that, but I just had to get that on recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what about you? Well, I kind of have to side with uh, the majority of our listeners that tune that answer to the question is, for me, One Piece. One Piece? Yeah, like, you know, I'm glad that they did a lot of good original characters all, with all their art. Mm-hmm. I just... It's just not for me. <laughs> is it because of the length or the animation? A little bit of both, to be honest. The animation kind of irks me a little bit. It's, and then t- the it's length. totally animation. They really don't care, honestly. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck because they know people are going to like it and it's going to sell. Oh, no, it sells. It's huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, that and then the length of it, how much is on it is just like, ah, uh, no, I can't, no. They did say it's almost done. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, no, like the creator said that he's almost getting to the end point of the story. Yeah. But I wonder how much of that is fillers like Naruto was. I don't actually One Piece didn't have that many fillers. How many have you watched? I mean, you're talking about an 800 episode series at the moment. You really think I can give a solid number? That's what I mean. <laughs> Unless you're like 800 episodes in. I think I'm... I think for all I, we know, 500 of that is fillers, you know? No, it's not. No? No. I'm going to say maybe close to 20 or less than... Or to 10. Really? Because they did throw in some like episodes here and there that had nothing to do with the storyline, but it was... It was like 
what's the word? Like it wasn't like frequent. It was sporadic. Yeah, it was sporadic. Okay. So it wasn't like there all the time, like with especially with Bleach. Bleach did yeah. horrible. That's why, honestly, in my opinion, it got canceled because of low ratings because of how much fillers they put it, filler episodes and filler arcs. Yeah, they did. Well, uh, and maybe unpopular opinion, but I kind of like the filler arcs that Bleach did. I kind of some enjoyed of taking the no, little no, journey there them. and a the little journey over here, you know? But it got too excessive. Yeah, yeah. No, it was very hard to keep a, a linear timeline with Bleach because they kind of bounced around to different areas a lot. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where it's getting to like Itama, where like the story point was going fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, the fillers with Naruto, that's what I I enjoyed. The fillers where it kind of arced into like a, a backstory or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Then I was like, all right, I don't mind this filler because I do remember in the first series for Naruto when he was young, legit right after they had the big fight between Naruto and Sasuke, wasn't like the like the next hundred episodes just like all straight fillers. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched the first one. I I, I rewatched Ship It in a couple of times, but not Jump. Yeah, I jumped that shit. I went after the big fight with Naruto and Sasuke at the Final Valley. I just jumped ship, just went straight to Shippuden. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> literally, if and I think this is like a majority opinion with everybody else, too, that it was just the majority was just 100 episodes of fillers. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and we had a good, quite a few responses, of course. One Piece was one of the resp- the main responses, actually. Absolutely. Uh, another interesting one was Black Clover. I can agree with it at a certain point because of all the screaming Austin does in the beginning. It, there's a hump. It, there, it, there's it, a hump in the beginning. In the very beginning, there's always a big hump. Yeah. Um, the show, In my opinion, the show is a really good show and everything. Just the fact that if you can able to get past that hump in the beginning of Austin constantly screaming, 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 <laughs> screaming. Oh, fuck. I thought I was going to lose interest in the show, too, but I kept going at it. Yeah, I had to kind of uh, two-part it. <laughs> I kind of started it for a little bit, a couple episodes, and then I took a break for a while. And I was like, I got to <laughs> I gotta try it again because I keep hearing good things. You I know. know. I, it's the same with me, too. It's like, I was like, shit, I need to get on this shit. Yeah. But so Nobody I, I, told me about the yelling part. So I was like, I was going in like unknowingly yeah no i had to take it the second shot and then the second shot i got over the hump and i was like oh this is getting pretty good mm-hmm. another response we got was my hero academia i can agree with that one it an interesting opinion i got from it is that it's basically another naruto i mean yeah and i agree with it actually yeah, absolutely it is and of course the first two seasons were kind of boring honestly the first season is very difficult to watch all the way through. It was cringy, huh? I have not finished the first season because of that. <laughs> I I I, got, <laughs> I think I'm towards the end of the first season, but I just I couldn't finish it. Yeah. I mean, the first two seasons, honestly, they just weren't that interesting. I mean, I kept watching it. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like captivating. Like until I got to like the third season, into like the fourth season, all that stuff. So super excited for the next season once now that it's the last season just came out and just finished. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how that's going to because supposedly it's going to be like all out battle now. Okay. Well, I know who knows maybe in the future when I you know go through my whole queue list, I'll give it another shot, but I I can totally agree with that one for mm-hmm. sure. Uh let's see. I did see somebody say Death Note as well. So it's like kudos to the guy, honestly. All right. Didn't um, leave you too lonely. <laughs> uh evangelion was also one really 
I was surprised about that because Evangelion is a really good series. It it well, you know what? I'm not sure. Maybe the age of the listener, but I'd see it. Kind it of is an difficult. old anime. I will say that's that. what I mean. It's yeah. an older anime, so maybe it's a little bit different, difficult for the younger ones to kind of go back to the older animation styles and look at that, like and how like fucked up. Oh, story yeah. is like, <laughs> dude that that anime is really fucked up honestly yeah no it, it is but i just mean in general even just the aesthetics a lot of times you know i mean how do you think uh, like the newer demographic would see or how would they feel about uh shinji kari raping asuka in her medical bed true true but we also have a uh, goblin slayer that took everybody's surprise actually though God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. i mean Goblin Slayer had a pretty hardcore scene on that first episode. But that was the first episode. This is like, like the whole show is also just fuck up. But yeah, I get what you mean, honestly. Yeah, I mean there there's a there's a demographic for that, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying maybe it's more along the lines that it's just an older anime, maybe. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe the listener has other reasons. If you guys are listening, hit us up. Let us know. Okay. So one person did say an interesting anime that they didn't like. So I want to see what your opinion is. All right. Throw it at me. Initial D. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can see it because if you look at it objectively, it's really not that great. It's not well written. (laughs) Quote what he said, basic shit, initial D. (laughs) I mean, I can see it, yeah, but I mean, I'm just talking like storyline. It's just really not well written. Mm Mm-hmm. But it incorporates my two loves, so I fan over it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a huge niche for that in, in the anime, you know what I mean? And another... And the responsibility yeah. that anime has for like influencing the culture that we're in, you know what I mean? But substantively, no, the, the story and the writing, some of the character development is honestly kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and for the last response we got... It was interesting, but it's kind of, it's kind of like, well, given honestly, Sao. I mean, Sao has always been a mix, honestly. The first season was fucking awesome, until I got to the second part with that weird shit with the tentacles. With the tentacles in the elf realm. Oh, that yeah, no, the elf part that was kind of weird to that me. That shit got that's, weird. That's kind of more or less where they lost me. I tried to jump back on with uh with Gun Gale. Gun Gale. And it was okay for for a while, but it it was not to that same level as the the first first part of the first season. Yeah, and then we got the new seasons that just came out. Um it's a continuation I think from the movie Order of Scale, I believe. No, probably not Order of Scale. One of them, one of the new movies that came out, I remember. But now with SAO, it's going to be having a final season coming out. All right. So full on online MMO like or virtual reality war and shit now. I mean, it's what they've been doing kind of, but. But I guess they try to like add fucked up shit to it, honestly. Okay. I mean, if they go for a more darker approach, I'd, I'd go back like and look are, at it again. No, it does look like it's going for a more darker approach, from my opinion. All right, cool. So I'm actually interested, honestly, to actually rewatch from the beginning and to get to this point. So I'd be ready for the last season. Nice. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I might pick it up again if they they kind of switch up the, the tempo a little bit on mm-hmm. it. Because, yeah, they, they kind of lost me after a little bit. My <laughs> wife loves it, but I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark. 
I like his S2K with the it's, it's hush, honestly. Fucking nice. Oh, it yeah. looks really good. The was it the Rosario's mother or something like that? I don't yeah. Know. Or was it Sleeping Nights or was that the old one? No, I think that was the old one. That was the old one. Okay, my bad. But yeah, no, his his car's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But just not a fan of ACO. Sorry, <laughs> bud. <laughs> But all right, so uh, that's kind of our little segment from the stories. And uh, what uh, me and Manny are going to start doing is maybe about a day before we record, we're going to post up on the stories for questions. And you guys can maybe hit us up with some questions you guys want to ask. Or just do topics like we did with the unpopular animes and stuff. Yeah, we could, we'll throw out a topic or you guys can ask some questions or topics that you guys want to hear about. And uh, we'll, we'll respond to them on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so let's segue into a little bit of our project cars now, since uh, I noticed something in the front of your car today, Manny. No license plate? Oh, well, besides that. <laughs> <laughs> I got that shit ripped off going through a dip at the mall. Low life. I know. I know. It was, I mean, the license plate sits lower than the car. So it was like just asking to get ripped off. Yeah, it happens. I know. So uh, just recently, I went with our sponsor, Scott, TFT Performante, if you guys want to check him out on IG, um, and with the help of Ron 11 Motors. Um, I think you've been to his shop, right? Yeah, I've been to his shop. He has uh, he, do, he does some nice builds over there. Oh, yeah. Um, so with their help, they actually helped me install a wet, uh, Winjet RGB Renegade grill. RGB, so that has LEDs in it. Yep, LED halos. Okay, it's like a similar to a RTR style or round? Round. So, yeah, RTR style, uh, similar style, but it's round. Okay. So halos, basically. Nice, okay. And with that, uh, the, since it's RGB, I can also just change the colors and everything. Cool. Is that remote or with an app or? Remote. Okay, cool. I would. I think I would have been better if it was an app, but nah. Doesn't yeah. really matter, honestly. Okay. Uh, so... I was super pleased when they helped me install and stuff because wiring is not my forte. Yeah, everybody hates electrical. Yeah, so, I mean, what the, what they did in a few, a couple hours, honestly, I think it would have taken me three days to figure that shit out. Big yikes. I doubt on the three days because I would have came and helped you finish it, but... I mean, I, granted, when I first tried to install it myself, I had a hard time because I had those non-universal lug nuts or wheel locks on my car. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so to get to the bolts that hold the bumper, I have to get under the wheel well, but I can't get under the wheel well because I got the wheels in the way. Yeah, that could pose an issue. And I mean, if you got a flat, so that needs to get taken care of anyways. Yeah. I mean, the the dealership I bought the car from helped me with that shit, so. Sweet. Thank you to Citrus Motor Fords and Kia, so thank you. Give them the, the Kia ahead of time next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All right, cool. So that got installed. That got installed, and they actually we actually went over talking about uh, the Dussel design spoiler. Okay, that's the one you picked up from uh, James. Uh, yeah, our buddy James. So it looks like we can be they can be helping me install it with the whole installation process too. Um, I am gonna need a second trunk for that though. Okay, just because of holes in the previous spoiler or in the current trunk. If I take off the existing spoiler I have on there, and we mount the new, the other one we got from James. It, the existing holes are going to be there and exposed. Oh, yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. So I have already looked, posted on the SoCal Mustang group page to see if anybody has one for sale. Okay. A, a second trunk that's uh, free of holes, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
Preferably white. I said that too. Okay. I mean, worst case, we'll wrap it. Oh, that is true. But um, okay. And then uh, make sure you check uh, the parts farm. Mm-hmm. Just uh, Google or Google them. Search them on Facebook, mm-hmm. and they'll have a link to their website and stuff on there. You can even message them through there, and they go through a ton, a ton, a ton of late model cars. Mm, okay. We'll have to check that out then. Yeah. I found them originally when I was uh, debating doing coyote swaps on the Fox body I used to have, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of like those uh, pallet engines, so they'll set up the motor, the trans, the whole computer, gas tank, and just crank a pallet, turn it on right there. That's Everything. interesting, actually. Oh yeah, dude! Everything you need for a swap. So like, it's basically a preview of the of like the pal- the crate, basically, or the no, pallet. You mean it's not a preview of the crate because they don't actually sell crate motors. They get well, you get what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. They get um they get cars that are totaled out, people who crash them and stuff, and they just got everything you need to swap it over into your car. So they did a lot of like uh C ten trucks, old F one hundreds, and a lot of like classic cars that are looking for mm-hmm. uh, newer model engines, mm-hmm. and they'll go get the entire computer, dashboard, keys, you know, because newer technology, electric um, gas pedal, all mm-hmm. everything you need for the swap complete, right on a pallet. Nice, and the fact that they have a video to show how, like testing it, basically. Absolutely, yeah. They they send it to you like that and. I mean, I'm pretty sure with uh, shipping laws, they have to drain the oil and all oh, that yeah. stuff or whatever. Definitely. But yeah, they can send you a motor or a motor. They can send you a video of it running and everything right there on the pallet. It's pretty cool. That is interesting. But uh, since they do that with the motors, they also part out all the parts. You can find wheels, seats, trunks, hoods, anything you need. Okay. I will check them out, honestly. See how it goes. Yeah. Then uh, maybe look up a pallet for the El Camino. That would be interesting. I mean, granted, I don't think I won those sweepstakes. It's not that bad. I know. I know. <laughs> but that engine looks so good. Yeah, yeah. So I entered a sweepstakes to win an engine from Holly to possibly put into the El Camino, but I guess I, I didn't win. <laughs> Hopes and dreams. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm pretty sure they got a 10th gen Camaro or something. I bet, dude. I bet. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Just pick up the whole drivetrain and there you go. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Power and reliability. <laughs> and gas mileage. That too, yeah, I guess. If you're into that sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so the trunk's coming soon. Yeah. Hopefully that'll finally get installed. Oh, yeah, because I'm really excited for how it's going to be, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I saw you added some more stickers on it too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking weeb. Yeah, I put a Chitoke <laughs> sticker. And then uh, Mark, the S2K, gave me a weep, uh, weep spec sticker with his uh, his little design of himself. Oh, is that him? I, I'm going to assume that's him because it's mean, got the pink gloves. And remember, he was he races with the pink gloves. Oh, I thought it was because of the big head. <laughs> <laughs> Just Boy. kidding, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm assuming it's him because, again, he, had, he has the pink racing gloves. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. The sticker has him wearing the pink racing gloves. Okay, cool. So, and I put that on and they show their support and everything for them and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, cool people. That's oh, yeah. awesome. All right, and then uh, I guess that's the end of it, or where, where are you going next after this then? Uh, after this, going towards the El Camino. Finally taking it to a shop this week. Got an appointment ready to f- help me fix the leaks. Because after that, I can finally start driving around, maybe hit up shops. Because I want to do the insulation under the carpet. 
Because it's just a heat box in there, especially in the summer. America. I mean, I get all the heat from the transmission, the engine. So I want to yeah. get it insulated at least. Contact a upholstery shop so I can do redo the seats, the headliner as well. There you go. Yeah, because the headliner's old, the carpet, the carpet's whatever, honestly. But the seats, I do really want to redo them. Okay, cool. Well, that'll be really nice for the car too. Yeah, I just basically want to touch up on stuff, especially on the interior work. Uh, but at first, I want to do the mechanical work, like the leaks and everything. Yeah. Because that, that it's always bugging me, honestly. No, that's good. Get and, it taken care of. And like I said before, like the amount of work I do, honestly, I'm just so tired to do it, honestly. So granted, with this mechanic shop, he's very trustworthy and everything. So I have good faith in him. Cool. And I mean, for the most part, those engines are the most simple design and really oh, yeah. easy to work on. Mm-hmm. So. It'd be hard-pressed to find a mechanic to fuck that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. You never know, but... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Hell yeah. And I did notice you got the suspension outside, right? Yeah, so I put a ring on it. That's it. The Cobra <laughs> The Cobra is being built for a race car. There is, I'm committed now. There's no backing out anymore. I played with the idea a couple times after I painted it, like... I'll polish it up real nice, sell it, and go pick up another one or something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's always in my head. But uh, I think with this purchase, I'm committed to building it now. Okay. So let me ask you a question. What's that? Once you get the car on checks, how many years is it going to stay on there? You son of a bitch. Don't you (laughs) dare jinx me right now. (laughs) Hey, I'm just asking. My, My goal is to do this as quickly as possible. In 10 years. No. <laughs> Given it is a very major redesign and rework. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, my plan is to get it done quickly. Okay. So um, I, I'm getting the phone number tomorrow to get in contact with the uh, representative from the company mm-hmm. to order the last couple pieces I need to get to work on it. Okay. So I picked up the Griggs GR40 suspension setup. And um, it comes with everything from K-member, arms, um, sway bars, pan hard bar, torque arm, built differential with 373 gears, full big brake setup, uh, lower rear control arms, and it converts the front suspension setup from, I don't know if you knew this, but those old Mustangs, they actually run a strut and spring, not coilover style. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very weird for cars because most cars kind of have a coilover style. Yeah, they do. Usually the trucks are the things that have a spring and strut. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I had that issue of mine. I mean, it yeah. wasn't an issue, but I do know it. Yeah, so the the old Mustangs like that actually have an old spring and strut, like a truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Griggs GR40 setup actually changes it to a double wishbone suspension Ooh. with uh, coilovers on Coney Yellows. That's fucking amazing. Oh, it's... This is uh this is gonna be big. I have my full length subframe connectors to go along with that and um, brace everything because it mm-hmm. is the car is a unibody, so everything's gonna get nice and braced, and I'm gonna have to weld all that stuff in. And um, yeah, this is gonna completely change how the car feels and drives. I'm already imagining it, honestly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're wetting your seat right now, just thinking about it. A little bit. <laughs> I, I lined the seat beforehand. It's okay. <laughs> oh, God. But um, no, I mean, my original plan for the car was not even this suspension. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, this suspension is primarily used 
for track dedicated cars. Like you never really see this car with, or you never really see this suspension brand on street cars. So this was just something that just came out of the blue. They just caught your interest automatically. Um, well, you know, I've been in the Mustang community for shoot over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of friends in there, you know, friends that drag race, friends that road course race, friends that autocross, you know what I mean? And, um, I just happened to be talking to one and he was parting out an old race car. And I do remember you were talking about on the other episode, I think. Yeah. He was parting out this old race car and it had this full GR 40 set up and, you know, I never, never shopped. You know, I knew about it, obviously, because... But it was just out of the budget. Yeah, that, that company was always out of my budget because I was not willing to drop that kind of cash on it. Yeah. I mean, the, the GR40 setup, depending on... You know, they have different options, whether you're doing um, uh, road racing, autocross, drag racing, whether you want to run the double wishbone, the single lower arm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have a ton of different options, but they usually vary anywhere between six thousand and ten thousand dollars for the full setup. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I picked off of this card is the road race with the double wishbone, and that's about a seven thousand dollar setup. Oof. So that was, you know, I was never willing to drop seven thousand dollars on just suspension unless I was actually competing or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, the opportunity arise. He had the full GR forty. Uh, with the double wishbone that I that I liked, you know, um, and he gave me the big brake kits, um, some nine and a half inch wide wheels, the built differential with three seven threes, the steering rack, the sway bars, and uh, he gave it to me for three k. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, the built diff used is probably still like six seven hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. The brakes, I'll probably just keep as extras because I already have the big brake kit on my car. Yeah. So I'll have like an extra set in case calipers go bad or something. That's what I would do, honestly. That's where I'm leaning towards. Have a backup. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, for the price, I kind of had to. <laughs> <laughs> it was just there or nothing, honestly. Yeah, well, the original plan was to go Maximum Motorsports. Yeah. And Maximum Motorsports, I can do very well-tuned suspension that'll track very well and street very well for about half the cost as Griggs. Mm -hmm. But if I can get full Griggs for the same price, basically, shoot, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, why not, honestly? Yeah, so uh, I'm getting in contact with the representative just to change out the bushings and refresh them since it is a used suspension. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll change out all the bushings. And the fact that it wasn't it was off on a different gen Mustang, right? Um, same generation, different motor. Okay. So for my generation, the ninety four ninety five still came with the pushrod five Okay. After that they switched to the modular motors. So whether it was GT or Cobra, the modular motors have the same um engine uh motor mounts. Okay. So I had to call and verify that the uh the K members were gonna work. Mm-hmm. Because obviously it had motor mounts for the pushrod motor. Not for the modular. Yes. Okay. So I called them and they said it's the same K member for all of them. I just have to order their motor mounts for my motor. Okay. So I'm going to order all the bushings, the motor mounts, and um, there's a couple brackets for the panhard and torque arm. Okay. That I need to order because those were previously welded to the other chassis. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you told me something that he had to like angle grind something off. Yeah. Yeah. He saved one of them where it looks like I might, I can probably cut it, cut the rest off and reweld it just fine. It'll look, it'll, it'll be fine. But the other one he said was kind of like deep in there and it would have took way too much to try to get it off and save okay. it. So I told him not to worry about it. I'll just reorder that part. Okay. I mean, it's, I'm still saving so much money this way. Like, <laughs> forget it. I'll just buy another one, you know? Money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this car is uh, it it's dedicated now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to work on it as soon as I get all the parts and start tearing it apart. Well, if you need help, like I said, you got me, dude. I know Tommy would be interested in coming down. You got people coming down would be interested to help you, dude. Cool. I'll put you boys to work, man. <laughs> hey, at least like if I get food, I'm good, dude. Cool. I always got food and beer. You know that. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I gotta pick up um, like a what is that? The engine leveler, mm-hmm. not the actual lift, because I don't I don't want those legs underneath the car, but just to hold the engine above the engine bay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I gotta pick up one of those just so I can start dropping the K member and everything up front. And I mean, while I'm there, I'll probably freshen up the oil pan and add a baffle. You know what I mean? I'll do little yeah. upgrades while I'm there. Yeah, I mean, if the motor's out. Why not get, take a chance? Well, if the motor's floating. Yeah, I'll, I'm debating whether I want to take the motor out and just really go through everything kind of in detail. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know for sure I am going to take apart the top end and get the uh, um, the butter the butterfly above the intake manifold. Oh, okay. Because that that's kind of notorious for getting kind of dirty and stick. And every once in a while, it seems like it idles a little bit higher than it should. So I think that's what's causing it. Because everything else, I changed out the yeah, IAC and could, everything that else. That could be the issue, honestly. Yeah, so I, I am going to uh, refresh a little bit. I'm debating whether I want to just take the whole motor out and just clean everything up, you know? I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt, honestly. Yeah, so there's going to be a world of work ahead now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in 10 years. No, 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 not 10 years. Mock my words, <laughs> mock my words, not in 10 years. <laughs> no, I'm hoping to get it done, and whatever it takes to kind of get it done correctly, I'll do it. But I definitely don't want to take a long time because I'm going to miss driving that car. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm kind of pumped just to get it installed and, and see the difference in how it feels, you know? Oh, definitely. Because this is going to be, this this will be the car that I actually start taking out to NASA and, and kind of giving her the abuse. That she deserves. Yes, the abuse she deserves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it looks like we're going to call it a night right there on this episode. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening to us. Big shout out to Scott and Ron. You can find Scott at TFT Performante on Instagram and Ron at Ron11Motors. We'll go ahead and uh, tag them on our weekly uh, episode post as well. <laughs> so yeah, um, you can always look for us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Unaccepted Pod. And uh, we have, do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. Yes, I apologize for the lack of content on the website. I'll get to it eventually, I promise. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh it's gonna sh- take 10 years just like your car hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah be sure to uh like subscribe leave us a review wherever you're listening to your podcast and big thank you to leo who sent us the unaccepted rev this week you can catch him on instagram at unknown underscore v2 i don't know what happened to version one but that's what it's at I think version one was the G20 head. Oh, <laughs> right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm going to assume so, honestly. <laughs> and yes, if you want to send an unaccepted rev, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. 
send it as an mp4 mp3 preferably but i can always rip out an mp4 and uh if you guys send them i will post them and uh we'll catch you guys next week thanks for listening john you fucking weebs Ha, ha, ha.